0: Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gamblers' help, call 1 800 858 858. Now, ours in. Goals to Ashwin. Drives for the win. Up over the top of mid for four. This princely ground has never seen a moment like it. And while Ashwin strikes the winning blow, it is King Coley who reigns in Melbourne. Jerry Whaley absolutely knocking it out of the park in the commentary last night and so too did the two men sitting either side of him. Barrett Ayson was one and my man, my partner in crime, Darren Chuck Berry uh, was alongside as well. And if you didn't get the joy of listening to that commentary last night, we're going to replay the highlights of it after 7 o'clock tonight and you'll hear it uh, in its full effect. It was top shelf stuff and Chuck's been good enough to jump on for the second time today. You're a very
1: good man, partner. Thanks for jumping on with me. No problems. Batman and Robin, we stick together. And uh, my only apology is to the SCN listeners who might have been listening earlier in the day, but my commitment was to you, and I'll honour that. I just listened to those highlights again, Sam, that you played. And and the, the honestly, the buzz and the atmosphere, uh, it, it sound, and for the listeners, that, that wasn't a swarm of bees in the microphone. That was 90,000 Indian and Pakistan supporters you could have been in Karachi. You could have been in Mumbai. I don't say it lightly, Sam, and I wrote it on my Twitter. It's the most amazing sporting event I've witnessed live in my lifetime. It surpassed anything. IPL, grand finals in Mumbai with 90,000 and with a role to play alongside my great mate Shane Warden when we won the title. That was huge, but it, it actually paled into insignificance. Even Jared, who's called Melbourne Cups, Cox Plates, Olympic Games. He looked at me after the game, we shook hands, and he said, that was amazing.
0: Yeah, and and you guys captured it so brilliantly. How do you describe the noise, the crowd, the atmosphere, how he said that it it blew the grand final away? The grand final had nothing on last night.
1: Now, I know people have been talking about it all day, Sam, but really, people driving home from work... You actually it was one of those and I hate I know you hate this, you had to be there. <laughs> yeah because I what, it wasn't sorry, partner. <laughs> but the roar that came through whether it was television or through the SEN microphones, the best way to describe it is like the biggest swarm of bees in the microphone. It was actually hard to hear Jared call and I'm a pretty loud person. At times Jared had to we had to really listen and watch each other because it was deafening, the G was rocking and a, a, a privilege to be there and the 90,000 that were there, it's something that will live with them forever. On top of that, the game was astronomical and the finale, well, I referred to it as the circus but it was Cirque du Soleil. It was the special characters. It was the extra special skills. It wasn't just the Silver Brothers Circus. It was Cirque du Soleil last night.
0: How do we sort of figure out how this actually happened? Ten overs in, India were four for 45. They had 160 to win. Hopeless would have been an understatement. Then they needed 28 off eight balls. And then what unfolded after that um, it had to be seen to be believed. And I don't think you were believing it as you were seeing it. So how do Correct. you make sense of what came with eight balls to come and
1: 28 runs needed? People need to maybe listen to the replay or the highlights replay that is, that's coming, I think, on SCN Fanatic, uh, or it might even be on SCN eleven sixteen tonight. Yeah, it will Derek be, 7 o'clock. Thank you, Sam. I wasn't sure of that, but uh, it, was, it was like it was the impossible that became possible, and I think the real turning point was the last two balls of the penultimate over when Virat Coley was facing Harris Ralph, who was bowling Thunderbolts. And he smashed one into the wicket and it was probably about belly button to chest high. Now, at that pace, the shot that Coley played, he stood to attention. He smacked it over mid on, not with a cross bat, with a straight bat. It's one of the not many people in the world to do that. And we were just blown away. The next ball was a similar ball. He stood still, balanced. No reverse sweeps or lap sweeps or, you know, upside down, back to front tricks. He stood there, swung the bat through the ball, got it out of the middle, but he lifted his bottom hand and went over leg for six. All of a sudden, they needed 16 off the last, and Nawaz was under extreme pressure. You don't like to see anyone melt down, but the Pakistan captain, Baba Azam and the bowler, and sadly, it always gets focused on the last over. There was other errors, but the last over... It had to be seen to be believed. Two wides, a full toss that went for six and got dropped. That was called a no ball. It, Coley then gets bowled. If you haven't seen it or you haven't heard it, Coley gets bowled off the free hit and something that's been debated. It ricochets off the stunts. He's out bowled. But no, he's not out. It's a free hit. It goes to third man. Pakistan forgot to chase the ball. They run three runs. You could not script it. You know, Spielberg couldn't have written this. No. It was... Mate, it was... I know I'm excited. I'm still, like, 24 hours... I still can't believe what I witnessed. No,
0: people would have thought that that was just a bridge too far, that you, 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 no, no one's going to believe that if you've got 10 runs scored off actually technically zero balls, uh, runs <laughs> taken off a free hit that were bowled, a stumping of, of Dinesh Karthik, which we're still trying to figure out is a stumping or a run out because he took it in front of the stumps and everything that went on and how it went on, in the manner at which it went on, in front of the people that it did, in the place that it did, we go, no, no, that's too far-fetched. That's too far-fetched we don't believe you and yet we lived it and you got to be there for it um extraordinary just before i let you go we've only got a couple of minutes the aussies yes, so the aussies only played yeah. the lineup they rolled out on saturday night once in the build up to the tournament it was about 3 games prior it was in an england game that they lost and then they were obliterated by a very settled kiwi lineup what did you make of it
1: you know what I made of it because you and I did all the build-up. And, uh, and again, you know, and I think our loyal listeners know, this is not a reactive call for me. I said it when we were doing the build-up. I didn't like the fact that we showed instability leading in. I liked, and there's debate, to get this team settled. Why on earth we persisted opening Cameron Green when he wasn't in the 15, when clearly Aaron Finch was going to open? That, mate, was nonsensical to me. That's not a reactive comment to the debacle the other night. The Aussies will be stung. They will bounce back hard in Perth against Sri Lanka. I expect them to win easily in Perth, but the big test comes at the MCG against England, and that's where we'll find whether the Aussies can bounce back into this comp. The way they dismantled and they got bowled out in 17.1 was actually unprofessional. They should have held on to the run rate as many as they could. So, So many little things were really, really bad, They were aware of it, but they mucked it up. And I think they got a three hook punch from New Zealand, knocked them to the canvas, Sam, and they couldn't get back up.
0: And will they get back up and will that put a scare up then they got a real scare against England halfway through um, the World Cup that we did last year, they were demolished by England. Then didn't they went back to the formula that had been winning for them? They dropped Agar, bought Marsh back in. Are you expecting any change, or are you a bit like me and think no, no, no? They will dig their heels in and keep the lineup that they've selected.
1: I think they will dig their heels in, knowing a few of the people there. They're stubborn uh, and they've got a plan. I still think that they've got the right team. I just don't think they've prepared right. That's my opinion. I think they'll go to Perth, Sam, and play the same team, and they'll win. They'll come to Melbourne, and I said this earlier today, sorry to repeat myself, but I didn't (laughs) say it to you, partner. I think uh, that they might, against England at the MCG on the bigger outfield, they might bring Steve Smith in for the England game specifically and leave one of the bashes out. I'm not sure whether it's David or Maxwell. Yep. Um, Probably David for mine. And they'll lead him out of the MCG, and they'll play a different style, yep. which I hope that makes sense to our listeners. They won't just go all crash and bash at the MCG with the big, big boundaries. But in Perth, I'll be shocked if they change. I reckon they'll yep. roll out and say, hey, we're better than that.
0: I love your work, partner. One of my favourite people to work with, Darren Chuck Berry, and you'll hear him all throughout the T20 World Cup. When we come back, Stevie Baker on the Saints.